superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. I could, like, wear a boa. You could call me Dick Eisen or something like that. I could come up with a persona. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Dangerous Dick Eisen. What do you, you know, what do you think? I'm shooting my shot. I'm going YOLO right here with Stephanie McMahon. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. You do sound like my 14-year-old daughter, though, YOLO. Earlier on the show, host of Peacock's Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio. Coming up, co-host of Men in Blazers, Roger Bennett. ESPN college football analyst Todd McShay. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Our number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air here in Los Angeles, California. Mike Florio has already checked in. Todd McShay will check in in hour number three to go over his latest mock draft. Ten days removed from the NFL Draft. I am your humble host, Rich Eisen, welcoming our radio and TV audience on uh, Sirius XM Channel 211 NBC Sports Audio, this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate, as well as Chris Brockman and Mike Del Tufo there in their spots, hey, and TJ Jefferson in his spot saying hello to our NBC Sports on Peacock audience. Lots going on in the world. Certainly, uh, the NFL, Alex Smith, announcing his retirement after 16 playing seasons we talked about it with mike florio i gave my two cents on the subject in hour number one if you missed it go to our youtube feed youtube.com slash rich eisen show now part of the 253,000 subscribers to our youtube page uh chris brockman is monitoring all of the comments um and well wishes that are pouring in for alex smith across the national football league you said mahomes chimed in uh, a couple uh oh yeah so mahomes spoke ago. today he talked earlier about uh, what it was like to learn under alex smith mm-hmm. it's cool we'll hopefully have that sound later okay on. yes and andy reed also spoke and he said that he told uh, alex smith that um that um he he told alex smith that if he wanted a coach he had first dibs oh so could you imagine Alex Smith winds up the quarterback coach for Patrick Mahomes after all of this? That and he wants first dibs as well. That would be Certainly something. since we're assuming that at some point somebody is going to hire Andy Reid's offensive coordinator away right from him. I wouldn't mind hearing Alex Smith in the booth doing games. I think he'd be awesome. Yeah, he might. He could pretty much set up what he, what he wants to do. Absolutely. Pretty neat for him. Uh, Andy Reid also spoke about his son saying that uh, the case uh, against Britt Reed for uh, putting a five-year-old in the hospital for being charged with driving um, uh, under the influence, and uh, he um, said that he couldn't talk about it because the case is, is still pending. He was also asked whether you know his son was drinking on the grounds uh, of the Kansas City Chiefs because he said to the police when they arrested him that he had had some drinks and he was just coming from work. Reed said that there's a policy against drinking on uh, on on site for the team uh, at, this, at the offices, that there's a policy against it. There's an NFL policy against it, and you wouldn't say anything more on that. So there's lots going on on that front as well. Um, Roger Bennett of Men and Blazers is going to be joining us in about 17 minutes' time. We figured let's reach out to him to tell us what's going on with the new European Super League. So it appears 
that 12 football clubs across the pond, I am mandated once again as an American sports broadcaster, anything that's referred to certainly that involves the UK, Britain, London, we have to say that it's happening across the pond. Although it's just half of the new Super League teams that have already committed to this new Super League, half of them come from the UK, from the Premier League. Half of the 12 that raise their hand and say, yes, we're going to play in something called a new European Super League. Starting in August, uh, half of them come from the Premier League. Um, three of them come from La Liga in Spain. Three of them come from Serie A in Italy. Beautiful country of Italy. Serie A, pardon me. Serie, Serie A, my bad. I'm just a presenter. Don't uh, bl- blame me. So uh, AC Milan, International, uh, hold on a minute. International, uh, what is it? International, is that how it's pronounced? And Juventus, Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid, Barcelona, and six teams in the UK from the UK from the Premier League are going. It appears with this new Super League, Christopher, this is nuts, that has been man. formed, this new European <laughs> Super League, it appears that 12 major big time football clubs that participate for the right to host the Champions mm-hmm. uh, Trophy the uh, in the Champions League. Twelve of them have relegated the rest of the football clubs in European soccer, essentially telling everyone else, we're done with you. Now, they have come out and said in forming their league, in announcing their league, that they are going to get so much attention on them that they would – parcel out all of the ancillary, a little trickle down will trickle occur down, yeah. in the same manner that all the football clubs in Europe are supporting all the youth leagues, for the lack of a better phrase, and everything else going on mm-hmm. uh, in Europe. And on its face, that seems to be a nice fig leaf for what appears <laughs> to be a remarkable money play. Yeah. By all 12 of these clubs, they say there's three more coming, and we're assuming we're all eyes on France and Germany. None of the clubs from the leagues in France and Germany have raised their hands, but it would make sense, obviously, that there are 15 clubs that they are going to eventually announce. They expect three more to join, and then five others will qualify to enter, which would be interesting because that (laughs) means – that they assume that there will be other leagues still remaining left standing when they lop off some of these top money-making teams with all of the best talent associated with them from these leagues. Like, I guess they just assume the Premier League will keep going without the current first, second, fifth, sixth, seventh, and ninth place teams currently in it. And that La Liga will continue to go even though teams currently one, two, three in the standings are gone. (laughs) And Serie A in Italy will continue going on without teams one, two, and four currently in the standings. You can still have your you go. You go. You can still have your leagues. We're just going to take our football and go kick it somewhere else while you can kick the proverbial rocks. That's what it sure sounds like to me. And to argue. And a lot of folks in. London and its surrounding areas and in the United Kingdom are looking across the shores, across the pond, straight to here to the owners of the Rams, the Buccaneers, and the Red Sox. Stan Kroenke, who owns Arsenal, the Glazer family, 
who owns the Buccaneers and Manchester United, and uh, John Henry and Tom Werner, friend of the program. And LeBron. And, and mine. And LeBron, right? <laughs> um, and the uh, owners of Liverpool. So, I'll just say this. First blush, Major League Baseball, choose someone other than the Red Sox to send across. Yeah, that ain't happening. And I don't know if the Rams <laughs> and the Bucks should uh, set foot in the uh, International Series for a while. I think uh, uh, people have got to cool down because in case anyone's wondering, in case anyone's wondering, this is essentially a thumbing of the nose. This is essentially a turning of the back. This is essentially a... We might be destroying not only your leagues that have been going on for a century, but your way of life, your way of viewing yourself and your city and your town and your hamlet and your pubs and your friends and your hearts and hopes and wishes. We don't care. We're going to turn our backs. We're going to look at J.P. Morgan Chase and say thank you for the $400 million you're giving to each club to fund this thing which according to the New York Times is a multiple of what the winning side that took from winning the Champions League in 2020. Multiple. Let's see, the figure is uh, more than four times what the Champions League winner took home in 2020. Each club will get this in forming this. So in case everyone's wondering if there's a change of heart coming, in case everyone's wondering if these clubs might hear the hue and cry and outcry of what's going on, in case anyone's wondering if there's going to be some form of a heel turn, I don't think that's coming. Now, UEFA has said that any player on any of these clubs that participates in the Super League will not be able to participate in any Champions League event and even more so the world cup what happens then because does a player essentially say i'm leaving you know all of those pounds baby pounds euros on the table and a contract that they've signed with these super league teams and saying yeah i'm not playing there they're not going to represent their country well, well they're not going they are not going to represent their country yeah, in that's the, what's going in to happen. The biggest worldwide that's event. That's what's going to happen. Because if you think these owners of these clubs are going to turn down the chance to have $400 million for each, this is seed money. Yeah, this is just this getting is started. seed money. Yeah. Right? They're not going to turn that around and turn it away. No. That's not going to happen. <laughs> this thing's done. Unless what? They cut FIFA and UEFA in? I don't know. Because this is about money. This is yeah. about money. Dollars, cents, pounds, baby, pounds, euros, lira, whatever you want to talk about. And po- folks across the pond are freaking. Now, in case you're wondering how, why are they freaking out? If you're at all wondering this, the only analogy I can give you that's possible and real in this country, okay, because we talked about it with Florio. I mean, the Yankees, Red Sox, Dodgers, just to name a few. Cubs, Cardinals. Are not going to get together in Major League Baseball, although some of them might because they think that they, you know, 
luxury tax money that's funding the owners of these small market teams that they're not actually putting into the players to create competition. Just saying, you know what? We're going to break off from Major League Baseball. We're going to form our own league. We're going to play each other. It's 10 teams. We're going to play each other um, 15 times. So we're going to get to close to 160. We'll play each other 14 times, shorter season, but it'll be a longer expanded playoffs, and the best players of your favorite teams are going. And sorry, Marlins. <laughs> sorry, Mariners. A's. Sorry, A's. Brewers. See ya. Would not want to be a out. Don't see that happening. Don't see it happening in the NFL where the Cowboys and the Patriots and the Packers get together because there's no other leagues. Like here, again, it's a, it's a, it's a, in, in Europe, it's a very labyrinth structure of different leagues for different countries all in one continent. You know, it's, it's confusing for a lot of people. And the thing that folks in, the Premier League fans are freaking out, is they think that some team like Arsenal that's in ninth place or Tottenham in seventh place that just, let me use the proper phrase here, sacked their manager are getting out of a league where you can't be relegated. You can't, if you stink, go to the lower league where you have to get back into the better league. Oh, if you're confused, just watch season one of Ted Lasso. Season two is clearly now going to be lit now that there's a Super League. (laughs) And the Tottenham job's open for Ted, by the way. Think about it. At any rate, I digress. The one aspect about this Super League that I think is possible here in the United States, big time, is college football. Oh, yeah. Now, we know that guys aren't getting paid, and the ladies uh, in other sports are not getting paid because you can't just do this for college football and not do this for all sports because once you remove the football plate of money from say the NCAA or other places you can't just say we're doing this for football but we'll still play in your conferences in in basketball and wrestling and tennis can't do that but it's entirely possible what if Florida Alabama Georgia Auburn Texas Oklahoma and Texas A&M and Michigan and Ohio State, the Ohio State and Michigan State sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. I'm sorry, that's just the basketball team. And USC and I could just again name it. Notre Dame, Penn State, Oregon. Let's just say you get 30 of them all together and they say, welcome to the new Super League of College Football. Bingo. What's the SEC? We don't know what the SEC is. What is that again? Say that again. I'm, I'm, speak louder. Uh, I can't hear you over the cash register. What's the Big Ten? I'm sorry. What is that again? The the Big Twelve? I that that seems to ring a bell. Yeah. Sorry. We're done. Because guess what? We don't need to play Vanderbilt just to have a conference. We don't need to play Rutgers just to have a conference. And thank God I could say that without a Rutgers loss on Michigan sheet this year. (laughs) And sorry, you know. Fresno State. Sorry. And Alabama plays Ohio State. And Florida plays Michigan. And USC plays Oklahoma. And it's a Super League. Yeah, let's go. Who says no to that? 
Nobody. Nobody. I mean, that's entirely feasible in this world. And ESPN says yes. And Goldman Sachs comes in over the top. And J.P. Morgan chased the last some money <laughs> left over. And we're all seeding it. And all of these universities get the money. And hopefully these players yeah. get their cut. Throw some down at to the some players. Point. Yeah, here's your go. name and image and likeness because the Supreme Court told us we got to do this. There's and no off pie. we go. And I'm sure I'm oversimplifying a lot of this. Sure. But, but how would you feel if you're – institution is not included in this because you haven't pulled your weight over it all this time. So now you know how, you know, Fulham feels right now. Sitting there, hold on a minute, let me get their record. They're, they've got, they're, they're uh, 5 and 12 right now. Pardon me, they've, they've won 5 and they've drawn 12. They've lost 16. How do you feel like we're, we're like that's why Liverpool's like what the hell are we playing them anymore? For what? For what? When we could make more money here? That's why they're not coming back. But I'm telling you, college football could do this. And how would you feel? And by the way, all the fans out there saying the SEC's already done it. They've created something called the SEC. Hey, not everyone in the SEC is that great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Tennessee would have been relegated a long time ago. <laughs> See a Rocky Top. And they might be left out. And you, all the people with all the, you know, who love that Purina checkerboard of, a, of an end zone will be like, well, wait a minute. We've got a hell of a history here. We've got damn near a century in this thing. And you're like, sorry, not pulling your weight. We don't want to play anymore. We want more money. That's what's just happened in this Super League. And how would you feel it? So that's why a lot of people across the pond are feeling that way right now. And I think that can happen in college football. The only thing that would be holding it back is would Alabama still be able to play Citadel before they take on Auburn? (laughs) Would Notre Dame be allowed to play a game before they play Michigan? (laughs) What happens then? Can you play a warm-up? Can you do a friendly with one of your old friends from your old conference. What's that thing called again? The Pac-12? They used to have one of those? That's the thing, too. It's like, where, and I can't wait to ask Roger. Where do the five other teams come from in this Super League? Do they really think that what they're leaving behind can survive without them? Yeah, right. In the same manner? With the same television contracts and the same interest? Dude. And everybody in, the, in, in all of these towns and hamlets and... Great football towns in in the UK, they know. They've seen factories close, and they've seen jobs leave, and they know the writing is on the wall, and it is to the tune of, let me get it right, it is to the tune of 3.5 billion euros. So you could red card these owners all you want, but they are happy to be sent off. Did I get that right? Good job mixing in all the terms. Thank you. I'm trying. I said Serie A. I don't know what happened. 844 rich Roger Bennett of Men and Blazers coming up right here on the Rich. He is not happy. Not happy. A displeased Men and Blazer. Man and Blazer. (laughs) It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least... 
The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. We will take your phone calls. Uh, always enjoy this man's visit uh, here on the program. He was kind enough to send me an advanced copy of his forthcoming memoir, Reborn in the USA, an Englishman's love letter to his chosen home. I'm wondering if there might now be some sort of an addendum with the Super League being announced. Roger Bennett of Men and Blazers here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Roger? Oh, Rich Eisen, hold me. It's a dark <laughs> and terrible day. I wish I could know that you're totally joking, Roger, but I know... Um, it, can you please describe for this audience that may need some sort of perspective on what the hell has just happened and why it has left so many people so despondent? Roger. I uh, will do my best. It's been a harrowing, historic, seismic 24 hours for global football. Yesterday, there's of 12 of the biggest teams in Europe announced they were going to sign up for a breakaway Super League funded by J.P. Morgan. What it means is six of the biggest clubs from England, your Manchester United, your Liverpools, your Chelsea's, three each from Italy and Spain, possibly a couple of more still to be announced, will form their own annual close competition. From an American perspective, it's a bit like your Dukes, your North Carolinas, your Kansases being annoyed they failed to qualify for March Madness and just announcing they were going to have a breakaway March Madness of their own in which they were guaranteed participation every single year. And what it does, it's just destroying everything that currently exists, which could possibly include the Premier League. And it's an enormous decision point for global football. I should say, Rich, forced in large part by American owners, along with their oligarch, 
and shake counterparts. It's a bit like if you remember that old television show V, where we welcomed in the aliens to own our football teams (laughs) and then were shocked and horrified when they turned around and started to eat English people. I do remember that. Uh, I, I and and so V would be the American owners. <laughs> they would be the the uh, they would be your the cronkies. Your, your cronky. Oh, you love your Stan Cronkies. You love your Glazers. You know the, the 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 Spanish teams, Barcelona, Real Madrid. They their league is kind of melting down in a pandemic. So their self interest in doing this is very clear. The Italian league is been fading for a while so their teams their big teams it makes sense for them to want to jump in but liverpool manchester united um and 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 arsenal who are owned by american sporting entrepreneurs when you speak to them before this occurred they were always shocked at how anarchical english sport is compared to american sport yeah nfl you know, the teams play every year. There's a draft, there's a salary cap, a rev share. It's all deeply controlled. The thing they loved about European competition is that for every, do- every dollar of every shirt they sold, they didn't have to share that with the other teams. They could keep it all, all of it. But they were also freaked out by the uncertainty. You know, four teams from England every year qualify for the Champions League. If you have a hiccup in a season and miss that, your bottom line is totally... Uh, devastated. So what they're looking for is now their teams are have brand prestige. Now their teams are global billboards. They're looking for certainty. They're looking for control, and they're looking for profits. And they're looking to turn um, European football into what the NFL is, which is a closed competition with real certainty. Um, even if it means that the other teams all across Europe are ultimately financially kneecapped. Well, the UEFA. Um president um said today that uh, the juventus chairman told him on saturday there was nothing to this it was just rumors and then turned his phone off on him called the executive vice chairman ed woodward of manchester united a snake saying that he told him last thursday that he agreed to all the changes that were coming for uefa and that all was cool um and then said that um Nobody that participates in this as a player could participate in the World Cup. How does that work? Is that possible? And, and what-, well, what we're really seeing is football eating itself. There is the, the reaction has been instant and immediate. There's a, a Champions League is the biggest tournament in Europe. Uh, three of the breakaway teams are in the semi-finals, which are, are imminent, and UEFA are threatening to expel them from this year's competition. Immediately, the British government are stepping in to intercede. You know, the, the, the Premier League is one of the last vestiges of English greatness. I think we have, we have uh, the royal family not doing so well, Rich, you may have noticed. Downton Abbey not coming back anytime soon. We have the embers of the tweed industry, of which I'm one of the sole uh, last great fans. And we have the English Premier League. Uh, so none of these are in great shape right now. It's a massive financial um, powerhouse for Britain, the Premier League. The government are stepping in. The media backlash is tremendous. And what's fascinating, maybe from an American perspective, is the fan backlash has been instant and just absolutely, I mean, there's been a meltdown. And American fans are fine with being treated badly by their owners. I'm always shocked still, you know, when Cronky moves the St. Louis Rams to uh, LA, you're all like, yeah, that's sport, it's a business, that's how it works. 
Um, but the one group that the Super League team owners, when they're in their boardrooms in Boston, Tampa, Abu Dhabi, or wherever it is, the oligarchs keep their super yachts, the one group they've not thought about as absentee landlords is the local fan base. And the reaction has been instant and enormous. You know, Liverpool fans put a black banner outside the stadium this morning saying, rest in peace, Liverpool, 1892 to 2021 and take it from me rich i know this from experience i grew up in that fine city and pissing off hundreds of thousands of liverpudlians it rarely ends well i mean you only have to look a lock stock and two smoking barrels to see what we have in store it really is a hello darkness my old friend sitting roger bennett co-host along with michael davies of men and blazers here on the rich eisen show so what is the aftermath because um you know Short of putting this into VAR and hope for a crazy result, <laughs> which might might be a bad, not be a bad idea, because anything that goes in there usually comes up with the unexpected. Um, so what 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 is the result here? Do you really think that yeah, you know, Liverpool joins this this Super League and 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 money starts flowing in, but fans won't go? Do you really think that fans would not what? go or care it's anymore? One of the great seismic. Um, kind of tectonic plates in, in global football is that there is a the English fans generationally the, the teams are storehouses of memory rich and they've travelled with their teams every weekend across England uh, they've travelled across Europe cheering for their teams but in modern football moneyed football you know, the teams care less and less for those local season ticket holders and more and more for the global fan base you know, in Africa uh, in across Asia, and now this, there's an incredible gold rush for the hearts and minds of the American fan. And that's always been the tension. Who are the teams really playing to? Are the fans now just a backdrop, kind of like um, extras in a movie uh, to engage the global fan base? And this is ultimately, they are making a bet that the global fan base is more the future than the local fan base. There is a chance this could all be a bluff, a power play to force the organizing body in Europe to shape their competitions to provide more money to the bigger teams. I don't think it is. The owners I've spoken to over the past 24 hours have told me they are serious about going forward with this contest. And this is going to play out in the next week incredibly fast, incredibly brutally at every level, government, the football bureaucracy, the media, the social media. It'll be nothing less than a sporting civil war. And the question is, will fans, you know, we we watch football for the breathtaking poetry of a a Kevin De Bruyne assist or a Rose Lavelle dribble or a lung-busting Seamus Coleman run up and down the wing. We watch for emotion. And the moment this league kicks off, will fans watch it? That's ultimately the question that the team owners are betting, that the answer is yes. And if boxing fans pay money to watch Jake Paul fight a patsy, you kind of feel sports (laughs) fans will watch anything, and that's the bet that they're making. Well, I guess so. But, you know, these are some of the best teams with the best players. And, of course, just, you know, when uh, Team USA could uh, get uh, Christian Pulisic uh, uh, at at a World Cup, you know, fresh off of his... Uh, dynamic runs at Chelsea to be just like uh, everybody now uh, here to now he doesn't play because the is that possible? Is it's that all feasible? About leveraging to, for position. Ultimately, no, but, the, the the big clubs are betting that the leagues need them, that the World Cup needs them more than they need the leagues and more than FIFA. Um, need like a World Cup without the great players is what that's really the bet that they're making, and ultimately, you know, we don't want to see how the sausage is made. It, the football is really 
world's emotional joy. This is the darkness of what's happening. They, the, the team owners are using the pandemic as an excuse for why they need to do it now, just for financial safety. And the pandemic, never more than in this moment, has football as a game brought such joy. You know, it's bound the world together. When we watch these games, we feel a sense of connection. We feel a sense of emotion. We feel alive. And football, the game, has really saved us. But the football industry, in this moment, you realize the business can do the opposite. The myopia, the greed, the selfishness, the self-interest. Um, and that's the, the true darkness. It's going to be the, ultimately the fans and the and the, the the core of public opinion in England, I believe, will will uh, will fight this one out. There's a tremendous anger there at how they've been uh, kind of treated as powerless, uh, and many many fans. It's a bit like what they felt a bit like watching Khaleesi and her dragons burn down King's Landing, mm. and how they react uh, now cruelly exposed. The, the, the English fan will not want to just be an innocent victim in all of this. There's so much on the line for them in terms of their love, their memories, the, proud, the profound connection that they have with the game. And uh, ultimately, it's going to be for won or lost in England rather than in the rest of the world. So starting this afternoon when Liverpool play Leeds, watching their, the fans' reaction is going to be ultimately definitive so then before i let you go roger bennett co-host with michael davies of the men and blazers uh here on uh on the rich eisen show so are there are there owners of i guess paris saint germain and uh owners of i guess in in germany feeling the pressure who already said yeah but let me see how let's see how the trial balloon goes you take the first step and then there's five other spots of qualifiers where do they think that's coming from from whatever's left of the embers of all the the the, the <laughs> leagues that that, that they're that they're lopping the best teams off of like seriously like they think they're going to have a relationship with them is that is that the sense be, um, it's going to be the new york cosmos will put that down for one i'm not sure Giorgio Kinalia, well is that what you're saying shep messing we're going to see him in, in the net i mean my gosh i'm going <laughs> way back news rich eisen the um the, I, mean, I don't think that part has been particularly well thought through i think that's meant to be a carrot for other teams what is fascinating you mentioned the german teams german football clubs run off a very different model to the rest of uh, the world they are predominantly fan owned and so the big teams there bayern and dortmund who were both invited to join have both put out statements saying that they will refrain and in fact it's everything the Euro- european super league that they don't believe in and that's the battle right now it is for the hearts and minds of what football um is truly about and i have to believe um your cronkies and your Glazers, they've shown with Arsenal, they've shown with Manchester United, they genuinely could not care less for what the fan base think and feel. I think, ultimately, the battlefield is going to be Liverpool Football Club, which is, they are currently the champions. They are owned by Fenway Sports Group. Uh, John Henry has been incredibly sensitive to public opinion in the past. Mm-hmm. A couple of times, they've tried to float the notion of radical change in football, the fan base has risen up and they've um, had a U-turn in terms of what they were planning. That Liverpool team, I'm from Liverpool, happened to support the other team, like the Mets to the Yankees, Everton <laughs> Football Club, that's full disclosure. But Liverpool, it's a singular team. Liverpool is a, is a passionate town. It's a working-class town. That football team has been a totem of the city for decades. It's represented it out there in Europe. The, the, the gentleman who 
who really founded the club, Bill Shankly, a Scottish trade unionist. He talked with great passion about how Liverpool was always going to be a working man's club. You walk through the Shankly gates when you walk to a match at Anfield. Those fans, it, it is a, it's a deeply committed, it's deeply passionate. And just watching the, the, the backlash that's been instant towards the Boston Red Sox owners of Liverpool, that, that's the team to watch. If they stand up and just force this through uh, and lose that fan base, it's an incredibly delicate dance that they're trying to do right now. And I believe that one ultimately will determine the fate of the future of European football. Well, Roger, I know you brought it up before, and I know this is not a consolation at all, and I don't say this uh, other than just to try and set the facts straight. This is not meant in any other way to say that, but maybe lost amongst this Super League announcement, certainly for you, was that Downton Abbey 2 has been set for Christmas. The whole cast is is coming back, so there is that later on this fall. To have Mrs. Patmore back in my life, Rich, it's a tiny crumb of solace. But I want to say it is a dark time, it is a chaotic time. You know, football does give us such joy, as sports has in lockdown. And to see the sport that we love almost eat itself over the past 24 hours, personally, not professionally, professionally yes. I'm still very objective, but personally it's been, uh, it's been bloody harrowing, Rich, so it's great to speak to you. Right back at you, Roger. Again, reborn in the USA, an Englishman's love letter to his chosen home, a forthcoming memoir. Go uh, check it out where uh, you can maybe buy it prior to its coming out when it comes out i can't wait to i can't wait to see the appendix or whatever it is and uh when you're you whatever you might add to it or whatever whatever you might do from here on out roger i'm always tuned god. into what you and michael are up to god speed rich eisen and uh, god bless america right back at you. there you go roger bennett everybody Thanks, roger. follow him on twitter <laughs> at rog bennett my gosh you heard it i'm telling you Imagine. It's a perfect example, Mets Yankees. I know I know that now that they've got Steve Cohen, the Mets would probably be involved in something like this if mm-hmm. they lopped off, but Leeds. See ya, Leeds. Enjoy that enjoy the match with with us right now because see ya. I I, I and I, I personally I, I know you know some of some of the owners involved and they will definitely listen to what the fans have to say, but when it all comes down to it, I mean if you don't, as he pointed out, if you have a certain business model, this is just pure dollars and cents. We're removing the hundred years of, of passionate fan base out of it. The difference between finishing fourth and fifth, if you do not make the Champions League, what that means for your bottom line, it's just like, you know, I would rather just take my ball, go somewhere else where, yeah, the competition is a deep end of the pool, but at least we know what the, the, the money's going to be. At least we know if we pay Mo Salah what we're paying Mo Salah, we know at least the revenue stream is going to be the same year after year after year. God forbid there's another pandemic. If we don't finish fourth or fifth, we don't go to the Champions League. That changes everything. And they're just like saying, we're out. The question is, is who are the other three after you see in this hue and cry internationally? I mean, literally heads of state are chiming in on the subject. I'm looking up right now, you know, NBC Sportsnet. Right now has got live Sky Sports. People are flipping out, freaking out. The number of times I see... Uh, the well of what I believe is the House of Commons Parliament, <laughs> where somebody's pounding a table. They are losing their minds right now because the way that everything is set up right. and the way of life oh, that yeah. surrounds that way is set up is absolutely going up in the air. And for this league to basically say there's five other qualifying teams each year, so they're going to re- relegate other people. 
those people can be relegated in and out. But the people who are in on the ground floor, you stay. You don't get to be relegated in and out. We're good. These other five, you can come in and enjoy dipping into our honeypot. You know? And I don't know where they think those teams are coming from. It's like telling your ex you're still invited to Thanksgiving. <laughs> huh? Come How'd on. that work out for you, Mike? Come on, though. Not happening. <laughs> nope. You know? Wait wait a minute. You don't want to come over anymore, Richard? I've got a sumptuous meal. Sumptuous. Sumptuous. I can, co- I, my, I can cook up, you know, me and my, my new partner, we can cook up something beautiful for you. It's going to be great. You can come over to the house still. What's your... It's fine with me. It's not fine for you. I mean, like, literally, it's what it's saying Your out problem. there. Is that like getting fired from a job and still getting invited to, like, the holiday party? Well, and he, and just here's the thing. I think all of the fans of Premier League action and all the fans across the continent that are wondering about what goes on with their soccer, their football club, and their league, they're all hoping that the owners of all these clubs that created the Super League just see all the hue and cry on. They'll just show up to the Premier League tomorrow like Costanza the day after he got fired. <laughs> oh, did that happen? You are aware. Did that happen? I got the Penske file here. Let's go. Like, literally. He's coming back to tell the same jerk store joke, and, and um, the fans are hoping that that's what's going to happen. I don't think they're coming back. A bank has said, here's $4 billion. You split it up. Yeah, guess what's happening. Oh. <laughs> 844-204-RICH. We'll take some phone calls here on the Rich Eisen Show. A lot of soccer talk. A lot of soccer. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Here on the Rich Eisen Show, let's go to the phone lines. Uh, a lot going on today. We've talked a ton of uh, international football today. Let's go to uh, Mike in Orlando. You're on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Mike? Hey, Rich. How you doing? What's going on in your mind, sir? I, I'm gutted. That's a good word for it. And I think that's a, that, that, I think that's a British word. Uh, I'm a huge, diehard Manchester United fan. This just goes against everything that English or European football, I'll call it, uh, stands for. Um, you know, the idea that five, six years ago when Leicester was a 5,000 to one odds, you know, odds to win the Premier League, and then he can go and do it. 
this this new league that you know that, where your guaranteed placement goes against everything that that you know the European game is set up to be, and it's just sickening and it's disgusting and it's a money grab and it's it just sucks. So I needed to vent. Well, I don't blame and, you for venting. I mean, but to use <laughs> Roger Bennett's you know um, you know information. Oh, that was a great segment. I yeah, appreciate he was, that. He was spot on. Um, but I mean, he, and, as he points out, Chelsea, Liverpool, Arsenal, Tottenham. They're all on the outside looking in right oh, yeah. now for for the Champions League, you know, and, it's and big so money. it's huge money, right? So they're all sitting there going, "Well, I just spent all that money during a pandemic to put my 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 squad, my side out on on the pitch, and I I just look I I don't have any of that revenue coming in, so you know I can go to J P Morgan Chase and get four hundred million dollars on the spot." <laughs> You know Here's what I mean? Funny thing, though. Check, check your notes. When was the last time Arsenal won the Champions League? They never have. When's Tottenham won the Champions League? They never have. Tottenham hasn't won anything in 40 years. So, don't t- so the, the fact that this is like, oh, it's all the biggest clubs in, in Europe. They're not a, Tottenham are, have been big for the last four or five years. This is a money grab by all the American owners. Um, and you're right. It could happen in college football. It'd be great. I mean, if, and if huh. and the American fans would love it, if 30 of the biggest universities got together and, and gave the proverbial middle finger to the NCAA and said, here it is, 30 of us. And ESPN would just throw money at you. Don't you think? And we would all <laughs> yeah. tune in. That's for sure. And I appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. We would. We absolutely would. But it's going to be interesting to see if the European fans really, you know, tune into this. And it'll be interesting to see, like, you know, with Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund and PSG and Porto from Portugal not chiming in on this, or, not, you know, saying, no, we're not partaking in this. Who are the other, like you said, you know, you need to get to, they, they, they want to get I 20, I think. Maybe, maybe. the next three that are guarantees, and then those five that rotate in and out? How are you going to negotiate this with leagues that have basically, or countries that have said, we're not, we're not, we're not partnering with you on this. Well, and I appreciate the call. There's eight more uh, slots available. Three is founders. Three, if you want that four hundred million, you want who, who wants four hundred million dollars from uh, J.P. Morgan Chase? Anybody? Yeah. Mm. You know, <laughs> uh, maybe it's Leicester City, West Ham United. I mean, they'll take maybe three more from the Premier League. Who wants to come? And who wants to just say, you know what? They just see the hue and cry. They see MPs right out there across the pond going ahead and pounding the table in front of the rest of Parliament, flipping out. Who wants to deal with that sort of blowback? Who's going to be the next to raise their hands? Who wants $400 million? A lot of people, I think. And then who are the other five slots? Who wants to say, yeah, we'll take that, uh, you know, the uh, qualification slot? Scott in Virginia will take your phone call. What's up, Scott? Uh, hey, Rich. Um, real quick, the transfer of this uh, Power League thing to the U.S. college football is easy. You take the five power conferences. You take everybody in, in uh, FBS and a few in FCS. Put 32 in each conference, split them in half, 16-16. They play each other. They eat each other all year long. Uh, eight games. You find out you have a Final Four-type tournament in their conferences, and you go down, you add a couple games to the, the end-of-the-year tournament, and there'd be more money made than ever with uh, the concept, as opposed to the concept these Europeans are suggesting. So I've been beating this drum for years that these little conferences got to go away. They are diluting the efficacy of college football, and, you know, you do away with the chances of in basketball, like a VCU and, and the other, you know, kind of dark horses that have ended up 
doing well in their tournament. I so. appreciate the call, sir. Thank you. Because we're up against the end of the hour. First of all, just his response, you'd have to do it for all the sports. You can't just say, yeah, we're going to remove football from your world, but we'll still play in March Madness. We've got that. Oh, yeah, we'll still, we'll still do wrestling. we got that. We'll be there. <laughs> because March Madness and wrestling will be like, yeah, then how much of that football money of yours are we going to get so you can <laughs> yeah. do our thing? Exactly. It's not workable. You'd have to leave it in entirely, and you'd have to create your own basketball program and your own wrestling and your own tennis and your own et cetera, so on and so forth. You can't just do it for football and then just keep the NCAA as we currently know it. You'd destroy March Madness, and then you would totally understand people going, what the hell? Oh, so North Carolina gets blown up by Wisconsin in the first round, and Roy Williams is gone. Hubert Davis comes in, and you don't want to face the competition of VCU anymore, huh? That's what a lot of these folks across the pond are currently saying to these six Premier League teams. Oh, you're afraid about being relegated. You're afraid about not making a Champions League. Well, actually, play better. Which I'm trying to translate it for you. You know, Todd McShay coming up in hour number three for his latest mock draft 10 days away from the NFL draft. That's coming up. 